0: there i'll do You're listening to "Here's the Catch" with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. All right, Frank Gore's here with us. Nice enough to give us a few minutes. Niners are back. You know, I'm happy for him. Like I say, Jed, that's my family,
1: man. It's the team that gave me an opportunity to even reach my childhood dreams. So I always to be, I'll always to be a Niner.
2: You said that you ran into Jed. Have you been able to talk to any of your old teammates? Uh, I know Joe Staley would love to, no, to I, see I, you I, down I, here.
1: I will talk to him. I'm gonna talk to Joe before the game. Um, But I'm very excited for him, man. He deserves it. He's been on the roller coaster with the Niners, man. Up, down, you know, all type of ways, man. But, you know, I'm happy for the Niners.
2: They got a great chance to win this game. There are so many vintage Frank Gore moments with the 49ers. To me, the biggest one was the game in 2011 you played a game in Cincinnati. Oh, I got hurt. And then you sprained your ankle, and you were telling everybody you didn't think that you could play, yeah. which for you is like the world's worst thing, that you weren't going to be able to play in that game against the Eagles. You ended up playing, I forget what the yardage was. I had 100? like one 85? No, no, no. <laughs> it was like
1: 122 touchdowns or something like that. But you guys rolled over the Eagles that, that, on the that, ground. In, in that game, that one, we took the run. Yes. That one we knew that we had a special team, man. With that game there, then we came back and beat Detroit, right?
2: Yes, you came back and beat Detroit. Detroit yeah. was undefeated yeah. at that point. Yeah, when they first loss. Greg Roman says that once you learned that they were going to run a lot of traps in the Eagles game, that's oh, when yeah, that you, yeah, that's yeah. when you decided that your ankle wasn't <laughs> going to keep right. you out.
1: They got be all right you know I love the the gap, the trap game, yeah. man. Especially I knew my linemen, cause I've been with them for a while, so I knew like you know, what, what might your party going to do. I knew what Joe Staley was going to do, Anthony Davis, Boone. So I could just predetermine my reads before it happened because I knew what type of defenses they do this, you know, boom going to do this. Right. So I, you know what I'm saying? So
2: I knew I'd be fine. Where does that game rank in your favorite games? Oh, it's one, it's up career. there. It's
1: so many. It's up there, though, because I couldn't even walk during the week. You know, yeah. and Harbaugh tell everybody about that game, too, because, man, I thought I wasn't going to be able to play. That
2: might I, be Harbaugh's favorite Frank Gore mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> he tell everybody that. Yeah.
1: So, I, I'm happy for him, man. Um, I reached out to the um, – after the kid had the big game, the 220 yards. Most of it. Most I reached out to him. Oh, yeah. On you know, Instagram, congrats to him, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm always rooting for underdogs, man, because, you know, they, I was like an underdog. know when I got drafted saying that you know I won't be playing two or three years in the league I'm surprised that San Fran even drafted me in the third round so you know see that kid go out there and and seeing like reading the story like 17 like um cutting him and man he took advantage of this opportunity so I'm very happy for him.
2: Can you go back to draft day for us I mean uh, I know that it was very difficult for you you had teams telling you that you might go in the first round
1: Nah, not first round, they were saying second. Second. Second round, the teams were saying they might take me, they they didn't take me, and then I was upset. I knew that the top three bats was gonna go in front of me, but, you know, just because of my injuries, but I thought, you know, after that, I was probably gonna be the first one, back after the top three, and. You know, they, like two other guys went in front of me, and that kind of bothered me. So it, it was tough, man. It was real tough. Um, but I was happy that the 49ers, yeah. you know, um, dropped me, man.
2: Can you still name the uh, running backs that were taken ahead of you? Yeah. Ronnie Brown was number two at the Miami Dolphins. God
1: bless his soul, Cedric Benson, number four right. at Chicago. Five was Calette Williams. Then he was a third back at Tampa. Then J.J. Um, Arrington. He got picked in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Eric Shelton went to um, Carolina Shelton. Pounds, and then I was the six back. I Damn. think
2: Ronnie Brown's last game was against the 49ers, and that was... No, w- oh, yeah, the San, and and San you Diego. Had, you had a huge game. Yeah, that San game. Diego game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: San Diego. I, I man, found
2: that was.
0: to be very poetic, <laughs> uh, that, that it ended that way. You know, social media... 49ers Twitter, I always knew when you scored a touchdown this year for, for Buffalo nah. or when you were close. Everybody goes crazy. Niners fans are still nah. nobody falls the bills except for you.
1: Well I know I did it the right way, man. I played the game the right way. I came to work every day. Gave it all to my teammates and also the fans, man. Everything on Sunday, 110. I tried my best to do everything the right way. And I think they really do respect me out there, you know, a lot. I'm happy, man. I'm happy that I, I've been there a whole decade, 10 years, you know. But um they need to bring that trophy back to the Bay Area, man. We need to get Jed. That rings this Sunday.
2: You brought your boys to one of the your final games uh, as uh, at a 49ers. One of them's uh, running around here. Wh- wh- right. What are they up to? Wh- what's your 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 oldest boy doing?
1: Uh, oldest boy, he just I just dropped him off to college um, two weeks ago. He just he went to Southern Miss, um, and I'm very excited. You know, it was bittersweet. I'm happy that he's going to school yeah. to do something positive. But I didn't cry in front of him. But when I when I left in the car, you know, tears came down. But I'm I'm very excited for him. Seen? I just. You want him to go out there and do the right thing, you know, go out there and work his behind, off, get his grades, and go enjoy
0: college, you know? Yeah. How much longer are you going to be in the NFL? That's, I guess that's the big um, question.
1: Uh, I still feel good. I still feel good. And when I got my opportunity last year, I thought I showed people that I could still play. You know, I want to play one more year, but I know the benefits of it, you know, on the, on the back, up in the age, and you know, we'll see. You know, but I do want to play. If it don't happen, I'll be fine, but I want to
0: play, though. A lot of people are talking about, your son coming of NFL age and you still being in nah, the league? <laughs> that's, that's not that's not going not, not happen. that
1: long, huh? That's that's not
0: going to happen. Where are you going to be on
1: Sunday? I'm going to be at the game. I will be at the game, man. The Niners on to get the ring, man, and you know I definitely I got to see my boy Joe before the yeah, game, though. Yeah, yeah,
0: great. All right, Frank, All right. thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. I know you got to beat some Miami traffic, so All thanks right. again. All right, thank you. Our old friend Navarro Bowman joins us. How you doing, man?
3: I'm good, guys. How you doing? How you been?
0: We've been busy. We've yeah. been here the full week. I mean, we've been here since the Niners plane landed on Sunday.
3: Wow! Do not envy you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the mountain of work. But you're
2: uh, you're familiar to South Florida, right? The Miami area. Uh, tell everybody what your background is down here. Yeah, you, you spent some time down here.
3: I spent a lot of time down here. I think um, when I finished college, I played in Tampa, then came right here to Miami. Drew Rosenhaus is my agent. Right. Um, He's based down here, and everything I needed has been down here. I haven't trained with anyone other than the guy that's back home in my hometown, other than Pete bomberito who's down here in South Florida.
2: Yeah, that's a Frank Gore guy, right? Yeah,
3: Frank Gore's guy. Yeah. Um Oh, he's gonna kill me for forgetting his name <laughs> um, but he did the rehab for me at um oh
2: dr andrews
3: Nope, that was the surgery oh, okay but there's a great therapist
2: but at, you're talking about after the big knee injury After the big knee injury well that's huge i yeah. mean that was quite an injury and they got you back yeah. uh, pretty yeah. good
3: yeah. yeah i didn't uh think i would be able to come back from that man but uh i went andrews right to miami right back to california ready to go
2: have you fallen in love with this area do do you do you like south florida the vibe down here
3: i love it i mean how couldn't you man (laughs) i mean you wake up every day and you just want to go you know sometimes man you wake up you see that weather you're like nah, i'm just gonna stay in the bed (laughs) you know but not down here man i've always loved the water i've always loved the the refreshness of the uh, of the miami um south florida area so hopefully i get a chance to move down here one day yeah
0: sitting in your seat yesterday probably 24 hours ago was mr miami himself frank gore frankie g was, was in was the, on the, the seat. Show. yeah he's around
3: right? okay yeah i gotta catch up with him uh i'm sure i'll see everyone man i just got down here last night so uh still got a few rounds to to make and um see everyone that i haven't seen in a few years
2: what about uh the current players uh you know joe staley jimmy ward guys that you uh you you've been playing with
0: for a while
3: yeah those my guys man Uh, anytime uh i'm in the same area as joe or or jimmy man i mean we just share we share something you know and um you know that's just something that you'll never forget just to see him still going man is, is really impressive man because uh, what we were asked to do and, uh, and how long we uh, we did it. And he's older than me, so for him to still be doing it, man, just hats goes off to him, much love.
2: We've talked, Joe and I have talked a lot about the 2011 season and the magic that you guys felt that year. That was Jim Harbaugh's first year. The current squad, you know, feels... A similar vibe can you pick up on that just uh seeing the team watching them on television is that recognizable to you just that atmosphere that they've been able to create this year
3: it is i mean you can see that everyone's having fun and, and winning is fun you know i don't care about anything you talk if you're losing it ain't fun you know i don't care how good of a group you have so winning helps you know 53 committed guys helps having a coach that's 40 years old that's kind of in tune with everything that's yeah. going going on helps you know Robert Sala being the, the energetic defensive coordinator that he is all that helps man I mean you know you just don't want to get stagnant especially when you have a young team like this I mean this group can probably lose focus as quick as they can gain focus so at the end of the day man for Kyle and John and You know, all the assistant coaches to get this group on the same page and get them playing ball the way they're playing, man, is just impeccable. And uh, I really admire, uh, you know, everything about it.
0: At the start of August, we wrote this. Dre Greenlaw met Navarro Bowman two months ago, and the 49ers rookie linebacker has been surging ever since. And that was before all of this and all of that. Dre Greenlaw makes the stop in Seattle, of all places, at the one-inch line to get this team over a lot of the, the bad memories of the past, and he was talking about you even after that. He grew up idolizing you and Pat Willis in, in the middle of the 49ers defense. What what does it mean to you that a guy like Dray Greenlaw is almost embodying your guys' play for the 49ers and has made such a big contribution to this Super Bowl run?
3: Man, it means a lot, man. You know. And believe it or not, man, anytime you get a chance to touch someone that's doing what you do, it inspires you, man. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I do some of the things that I do because I I, I thought, you know, if I'm around Ray Lewis or if I'm around, you know, a Jay-Z or anybody, like, I'm thinking... I mean, you're not just gonna put me around these people. Like, I'm gonna grab something from them and it's gonna make me a better person. You know, I'm not gonna waste this opportunity. And I remember the first day I met Dre and he asked me, how much you weigh? (laughs) I'm like, well, during the season I wore about 240. Right now I'm about 225. He's like, okay, okay, okay. I thought you had to be like 250. Yeah. No. You be whatever you are comfortable at, you know, and you go play the game that you've been playing your whole life the way that you know how to play it. And um, I think he ran with that, man. I think it made him more comfortable because, you know, I remember when I came in the league, I wanted to know if I could play in the NFL with these grown men, you know, and my first challenge was against Moran Norris. And big fullback. Big fullback, and I'm just this scrawny, I think, two... I'm 240, but it ain't 240 of man weight. It's like yeah. forced milk, food, yeah. water, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. A and yeah, I haven't put the work in to really be 240, but my grit and me wanting to prove, you know, that I belonged in the NFL, I had to go up against this big fullback. I mean, you know how big sure, yeah, in. I mean, it's squareback guy. Yeah, I mean, his arms was big as heck. It was pretty intimidating, but I, I end up winning and showing that I could play in the NFL and and it just propelled me man it just gave me some confidence.
2: You you just mentioned Ray Lewis and he wasn't uh, a huge guy certainly when he came into the league uh, from Miami. He was in the 220s I think. Yeah. I mean what was his influence on you when you were coming up? Well
3: I was going to all these camps you know Ray Lewis was the linebacker in Baltimore. I grew up in Maryland so that was all I got to see and he had an event and Later on down that, that road, that week, I received a plaque in the mail and it had Ray Lewis's picture and it had my skills next to it, basically saying I played like Ray Lewis, and that inspired me to the fullest. Like, I just went bonkers. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just started training, I started doing everything that it took to get a full ride scholarship to Penn State linebacker union now i'm paying attention to exactly how everything goes so that i can make it to the nfl all i needed was somebody to tell me right that i can do
2: it and it sounds like that happened with Dre greenlaw and you yeah yeah
0: back to that stop from Dre greenlaw i want to hear what a former linebacker thinks of that because obviously he is playing at a lighter weight that's how the league is moving these guys really have to cover all these weapons coming out of the backfield but when it really counted At that one-inch line, he played a lot bigger than his weight. Jacob Hollister did not get an inch further, and he couldn't have gotten an inch further. Otherwise, he would have scored. But Dre Greenlaw built that brick wall. Uh, Did you appreciate the form on that play and, and the knowledge of where exactly he was on the field?
3: I appreciated him understanding that you have to sell out right here on this play. You have to really lower your shoulder and knock this person backwards, whereas sometimes... You can tackle and he not score, but you really had to make sure you hit him. And somebody said, that was the same spot Navarro Bowman tore his knee up at. And I was like, I don't know if it is. Was it? It's the same end zone. zone. Same end zone. Not quite the same spot. Not quite the same spot. But,
2: I mean, your play was almost more impressive because you had to stop them on that yeah. drive too, and you did. Yeah, what happened later uh, it kind of uh, yeah. flummoxed that. But uh, we could talk about whether you should have been ruled. That's down why or I not. should be in
3: the hall, bro. You know what I'm saying? That one play, yeah, yeah. bro. Like y'all robbed me, robbed me, and then made a rule about it.
2: Then made a rule about it, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I, and that wasn't the first time that yeah. they robbed you either in the playoffs.
3: No. Nah, you know, I, just think about it, right? Yeah, think if all those plays would have counted.
2: You would have gone to the Super Bowl in 2011 for yeah. sure. We would have won. I forget what the score was, but you were deep in when when you dislodged the ball from Ahmad Bradshaw, Bradshaw, you were deep in Giants territory. Yeah. You had the best field goal kicker in the in the league that year.
0: Yeah, that would have been game over right there. That would have been game yeah. over.
2: You would have gone. You would have played the Patriots.
0: Yeah, we would have won.
2: Good, good defense. You guys matched up well against the Patriots we
3: as, beat as the you
0: Patriots.
2: showed the next year when you went up to New in England and, and beat them in Foxborough. Yeah, that's the first game that. Tom Brady started in the month of December in Foxborough that he's, he's lost. It might be the only game that yeah. Tom Brady's ever lost in Foxborough in December. So, yep. yeah, there, I mean, there's an alternate uh, history there. Yeah, I had some bad
3: plays, man, that I feel like if they would have just been crossed on, man, I probably would be looked at even more, you know, yeah. as a better linebacker. So, you know, man, I just always thought the ref was out to get me. Out of my years, the referee. <laughs> I went to Oakland. The guy pulls out an index card and uh, oh, I remember that the first puts down. it in between the football and the first down marker. An index card. An index card. That went
0: viral, too. That was painful to watch. Yes. Those.
3: All those things, man, it's good and bad. I mean, I love it, you know.
0: It seems
2: like you've reconciled that as well as anybody could have. I mean, that's stuff that could have left you embittered could have left anybody embittered. What did you tell yourself to to have a a positive, I know you don't have a positive attitude about it, but to to get (coughs) over it, you seem like you've handled it as well as anybody could have.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just accept life for what it's gonna be, honestly. I mean, Kobe Bryant died the other day, and that was just like a shock to the whole world. Like one human being literally stopped the whole world, you know, so my complaining really just went out the door. You know, after that, honestly, you know, I don't really want to complain or about anything. We are blessed, man, and uh, you know, no matter how much money you have, it really doesn't matter, man, because at the end of the day, you know, it's about life and just living right and just making sure that you tell everyone in your life you love them you know as many times as you can because you never know when that last day is going to come and it's just a, such a sad thing because yeah. i was really inspired by kobe just the way that he approached any competition anybody that thought they can play with him he turned his game up and his level up to a unmatchable level and that was just something that you just didn't see every single day you know so regardless of what I was congratulated for, what I received awards for. You know, the real football fans know, my teammates know, you know, and stats and stuff. I mean, I can go on and on about who's the better linebacker. But at the end of the day, Patrick Willis gives me my respect. Ray Lewis gives me my respect. Luke Keekley gives me my respect. That's all I need. I don't
2: think there's any question that uh, you're you're up there with that group for sure.
0: What a great generation of linebackers. Just to now, you know, Luke just retired a few days ago. You look back on that, you know, you see the careers that all of you guys put together around the same era. How does that make you feel moving here into your future, knowing that you have that brotherhood that you performed at the same time? you know, at the same level as, as these great linebackers.
3: Yeah, it feels great. Just understanding, man, that no matter what somebody pushed you as, like I went in the third round, you know, and that really made me upset because I knew exactly how good I was. So they created a stigma like I was a bad guy, like, you know, literally, like I was a bad guy. So I never got in trouble in the NFL. I've never caused any harm to anyone off the field. I've never – brought any negativity to the organization. So, you know, people make mistakes, you know. So I ask that everyone just get to know a person before you start to judge them. You know, people go through things, people have mistakes, and just figure out if that person's a good person or not before you uh, take something away from
0: them. You know, I I told you back in 2017, I don't know if you remember, but in the Mission District in San Francisco, they're still a mural. They have a ton of murals in that neighborhood, and uh, it's still up I was I I went to breakfast it. there <laughs> yeah you never seen it.' I'll, I'll send you the address of it after the show but it's still there. It's Harbaugh. Alden Smith is there. You and Pat are there, Frank Gore. And it's from those teams from 2011 to 2013. They painted a whole wall, mm. and you're up there. So, you know, you talk about respect from people who matter, and I think that the city that you played yeah. for definitely, you know, if you're you're on the, a mural in the mission in San Francisco, that means that there's love from that fan base. And we have
2: mentioned some of the down plays that you were involved in. There also were some massive... Up plays, including the the pick that oh, we talk that closed that, out yeah. Candlestick Park. There was the the pass breakup at the end of the the 2012 NFC Championship game that just sealed that win and, and kind of stamped the uh, the 49ers trip to to New Orleans that year. So if you're looking for the the biggest, I don't know, half dozen plays in the last uh, 10 years, Navarro Bowman's got like three or four of them. So it's, it's not all uh, it's not all doom and gloom with, with Navarro Bowman for watch- sure.
0: We're watching the I'm pulling it up. As soon as the ad plays, we're going to be able to see the pick of the stick. I want to watch this with you before it you look, It looked like you got you a little leave, winded so. there at the <laughs> end. Alright, we got five seconds. Here it comes. So Matt Ryan's going to be the quarterback. It's the last game at Candlestick. And, and Navarro The victim- place is nervous. Navarro victimizes Matt Ryan
3: All out blitz. I'm running to tackle 83. The ball's tipped. I catch it with one hand and here's where the
0: monkey jumps on my back. <laughs> <laughs> right at the 15. You got enough the for the dive. Yeah. The dive was awesome. All adrenaline, I'm sure. Mama made it. That's what it was. It was the end of the game. So. Yeah. I mean, that was like a end of the
3: game, end of the season.
0: 12-play drive. Oh, was it? Yeah, they went all the way down the field. Did you see the guys racing with you on the sideline out of the corner of your eye?
3: I saw Harbaugh in his khaki pants. <laughs> 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 what else would you wearing? <laughs> uh,
0: and I, I'm sure the guy who carries his cords must have had a headache on right. that play because he spread it like 40 yards with you there. Trying
3: to yank him off the field, man. Oh, that man. Was I, some good times. I
0: missed it. that stadium. I missed that stadium. I mean, it, it wasn't nice, right? It wasn't like the facilities weren't nice, but that had that character. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
3: it Character where it was gritty, you know, seats might have been a little rusty, but guess what? It was sold out. Awesome.
0: We got to talk about Zenny, the glasses, the official eyewear partner of the 49ers, right? You took my line. They're
3: exactly <laughs> what they are. Zenny is the uh, official partner of the San Francisco 49ers dealing with eyewear. If you have any type of problems on your computers with your phones, uh, we have blue blockers at zenny.com. They're perfect. They have different styles to fit you, all different sizes and shapes. Those aren't
2: it no. for you, no. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just tried some on. David, David put you some on. You guys brought some for me, so. No,
2: definitely yeah. we gotta. I got these might be ladies frames. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. But I mean, the whole world is now you know looking at screens uh, the whole time. I mean, you need some of this stuff to protect, protect your protect
3: your, your eyes, man. I don't think uh, we think about that enough. You know, I try to get my kids to back up off the TV screen, the yeah. iPad screens. Um, so now that we know that this Blu-ray light that's coming off these phones and computers is damaging your eyes. So you got to make sure you get some blue blockers.
0: And you look at the timing on one of those things, right? The, how long you've been on the phone? Yeah. It's scary at the end of the day. Yeah,
3: yeah Hours
0: and hours and hours. So
3: Pretty bad, man. So let's go back to... Um, regular phones home phones
2: oh I'd love
0: that flip phones flip. yeah <laughs> the, the dial. I would love that Play snake on it remember that game snake <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember oh, that man. yeah th- those are a lot healthier but um, Navarro thanks so much for coming by this was a lot of fun bringing back some memories you'll be at the game on yes, Sunday I'll be
3: there. prediction 20 to 7 20 to 14 Niners
0: oh, yeah. oh. defense gonna run today.
3: defense gonna run today. day
0: I love it. That's the first one we've heard, and I know you love Robert Sala. So. Yeah,
3: man, you yeah, know, I, I just like enthusiastic people, you know, and uh, Robert Sala is the the king of that, man. He, he brings a lot of energy in the room. He does a great job getting the guys hyped up, man. So we look forward to Sunday, seeing how hype he gets the guys.
0: Yeah, he's going to be on those stadium steps sweating before the game, running <laughs> oh, up yeah. and down. You know,
2: so. get, get a good sweat going here in South Florida here. All right, yes, legendary
0: sir. 49ers linebacker Navarro Bowman. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, boy, that was a fun trip down memory lane with both Frank Gore and Navarro Bowman. We got them on separate days, and then we decided to combine them into a little mega show there for you guys with uh, two legendary 49ers guests. I mean, you can't do any better than that, right? Gore on one day and Bowman on the next. Yeah, and
2: two guys with uh, South Florida ties, too. So, uh, yeah, everything comes full circle, and, and they're going to be there at the game on Sunday. And, uh They'll be uh, celebrating as, as loudly, as, as passionately as, as anyone if the 49ers pull this
0: out. Well, let's talk about that. One of the great themes of this 49ers team is how well it's been tied into the past. And now you look at Navarro Bowman. He actually played for this regime for a few games, but you expand that to the whole 25th anniversary of the 49ers' last Super Bowl win, and it was in Miami in the same stadium as Sunday. And it just so happens that they've returned to the Super Bowl uh, right as they've decided to embrace the past again, that's been a big Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch thing. Steve Young and Jerry Rice spoke to the team in 2017, and what they spoke about has now come to fruition.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a brotherhood that they've tied, uh, you know, to the, to the past teams. Uh, that '94 team, I think, had a rookie named uh, Bryant Young, uh, wore number 97. This team has a rookie that wears number 97. Uh, I think the B.Y. won one of those Rookie of the Year awards. Uh, there are several. I forget which one he got. But um, on, on Saturday, it uh, looks like Nick Bosa could could shore up Defensive Rookie of the Year. So uh, the, the ties, the parallels go very, very deep here, uh, especially in South Florida. So uh, it they would be very poetic if they won. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even kind of allowed my mind to go to them not winning. It just seems like all the momentum is is pushing towards the w and uh you know obviously there are a lot of people that think the chiefs are going to win too so uh, I, I guess we should mentally prepare ourselves for for that uh possibility as well
0: yeah i mean it's evenly matched super bowl maybe not totally evenly matched we both i think agree that the 49ers are slightly better but we've had people on the show and yeah smart uh, people yeah, yeah smart people Who that thought about that, it that think that uh, the opposite is true and the thing is that nobody is sure either way because it's hard to weigh exactly how good Patrick Mahomes is if you don't know exactly how good the 49ers pass rush is in relation to Patrick Mahomes and those are all questions you can't answer until you actually play. You could do the you can play the game on spreadsheets and on your computer and on Twitter For a long time, but you're never going to get a real final score. We're going to get a real final score on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, There's been a lot of buildup. There always is to a Super Bowl two weeks' worth. You and I have written a lot of stories. Uh, It'll be fun just to kind of get there and watch what's happening and be able to write on a a live event again.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you to Frank Gore. Thank you to Navarro Bowman. Uh, We don't want to talk too much to, to rain on their parade because this show was about Kind of tying together some of the more recent 49ers passing this into the whole context of this Super Bowl with the Niners and the Chiefs. So we'll talk to you next time on the Here's the Catch podcast. For Matt Barrows, this is David Lombardi. Enjoy the Super Bowl.